From Santa Monica, California, this is Burncast, and I'm Catherine the Great. Happy 2 2 Tuesday, everyone. I'm standing in for DeBomb this week as she heads to New York DCOM. This is my very first Burncast episode, and I'm really excited to be producing for the show. A little bit about me if you're curious. I've been coming to Burning Man for five years now, and I camp with Alternative Energy Zone. Because of my training as an anthropologist, I'm really interested in the culture of the event, especially when big ideas intersect, things like commodification and environmentalism. Later in the season, I'll be launching my series called Burners in Business, which features burners who are also business owners and how their participation in the event mixes with their values as entrepreneurs. Before this year's burn, DeBaum asked me to do this show, knowing that I have a passion for living green. So I offer up the following segment, a conversation with the folks at Bentley Biofuels. Burning Man 2007 was a year marked by controversy surrounding the org's decision to invite several companies that create green technology to participate in the base of the man this year, known as the Green Pavilion. The article in Business 2.0 magazine by Chris Taylor called Burning Man Grows Up painted a picture of the Burning Man organization as a business, inviting other businesses to share some of what they had to offer inside the Green Pavilion. Many participants were shocked and surprised to be confronted with the fact that the Burning Man org is a business, although it is perhaps the only one like it in the world. But as a business, the org relies on relationships with other businesses to do what it does best, namely putting on that nifty little festival in the desert. In the Burncast Salon on 2-2 Tuesday, we invited some of the companies that were mentioned in Chris Taylor's article to speak with us, and one of the guests that took us up on the offer was Bentley Biofuels, based in Minden, Nevada. In the following interview, myself and DeBaum speak with Dragon and Pixie Little, the owners of Bentley Biofuels, and Obi-Wan, the general manager. Obi-Wan told us the story behind his playa name. After arriving on the playa last year with a big biodiesel delivery, somebody in the DPW said, yeah, we were wondering what an oil baron looked like. A note about this interview. As many of you know, electrical equipment doesn't get along very well with playa dust, and malfunctions are pretty commonplace. Unfortunately, Burncast is not immune to issues with our recording equipment. Partway through our interview with the folks from Bentley Biofuels, our recorder cut out, so there are about 30 seconds of lost tape near the end of the interview. But we thought that what Obi-Wan had to say about the greening of the burn was interesting enough, lost tape and all. Remember, we are but amateurs in the world of podcasting, and we offer you Burncast as a gift, imperfections and all. This interview was recorded on Tuesday, August 28, 2007. So, here we are, Black Rock City 2007. I'm Catherine the Great, and I am here with... I'm Obi-Wan. And... Dragon. And... Pixie Little. And you guys are, you have sort of alter egos outside of the playa, um, and in... Uh, the realm of biodiesel. So tell me who you are in, in that realm and what you do. First of all, I can st- I'll start by um, answering a question with a question. Mm-hmm. I was conflicted about coming here because I know the topic of today was talking about um, corporations getting involved in Burning Man on whatever level that is. And um, one of the biggest things for Pixie Little and I to come here is to escape kind of the default world mm-hmm. and just get into a total alternate reality, which is why we're all here, I think. And so talking about work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm talk about work. But I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Thank you for that. 
You know, Obi-Wan is really the person to talk to because he really heads our biofuel operation and does a brilliant job of it. When we first became aware of uh, the potential of selling biodiesel to Burning Man, Pixie Little and I were really excited initially. Uh, well, we still are excited, but again, it's that whole work-play thing, so we kind of let Obi-Wan step in and, and take care of the business on the playa. Before we start about biodiesel, how are you? How is it balancing work and play this year, especially? So far, great. Yeah, this is the biggest imbalance right now. But it's nice to be with great people. So, okay. <laughs> just curious. Just curious. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So let's start with Obi Wan. Yeah. So how is it that Bentley Biofuels got involved with Burning Man? So before we start, I think uh, I'll just make a statement. Biodiesel's not work. It's a calling. <laughs> So, so I'll, I'll address that question first. So you were asking how we got involved? Mm -hmm. So it, it started actually the last burn. We were contacted by Burner from Brooklyn, mm -hmm. uh, One Love, and uh, she was uh, kind of upset about all the fossil fuels that were being burned on the playa. And she decided to make it her personal mission to uh, green the burn. Started an organization called the Burn Clean Project. They're at burncleanproject.org. So you guys can find them online. Um, last year, her mission was really just to get biodiesel into the generators because you use a lot of diesel fuel in the generators on the playa. And the more of that we can replace with biodiesel, the less fossil fuels we use, the better the planet, less, nice. less pollution in the air. So. Very nice. And a company out of Reno, Sierra Fuels, is driving around and refilling all the generators. That's why I don't know, I haven't been to all the generators, but there's a lot of them on the playa. Right. So off, off tape, you were talking about certain vendor or certain rental companies only allow biodiesel. So my understanding is that it's not all of the generators that are rented by the company that are running biodiesel right now because right. they go with different rental companies. Right. So in, in the default world, not everybody's hip to biodiesel. <laughs> there's, um, there's actually only one company that Burning Man's been able to contract with that has approved running straight biodiesel mm -hmm. in the generators, and that's Kohler Power Rental. And they were the ones who let us burn biodiesel in the generators last year. This year, we put a little bit more pressure on the other commercial vendors who are coming to the event and I think you'll just see more and more generators running biodiesel as the event goes on. Why is there a reluctance for biodiesel? It's a relatively new fuel and so the manufacturers they aren't aware of it they're worried that it might damage the engines. We farm down in, in uh, Nevada about uh, three hours from here and all of our farm equipment runs on biodiesel and so we, we decided to lead by example run it in our equipment and the people we come in contact with, all they need to do is see what we're doing and see that it is possible to run a business, to run an event without using fossil fuels. So just now you said that you were putting pressure on some of the rental companies. So how does what form does that take? What does that look like? Um, well, a lot of that comes uh, directly from the Burning Man organization. When they set out bid requests, they'll basically specify in the bid request that they want generators that will run biodiesel diesel generators but also generators that the that the, the rental company feels comfortable running biodiesel in now biodiesel can run in any diesel engine mm -hmm. so it's really just a it's a human perception it's not really anything to do with the machinery so <laughs> nice and and just to clarify biodiesel is different from veggie oil right it's right. like one goes through a process 
Right. So we we actually um, so uh, as I mentioned, we're about three hours south of here, just mm -hmm. south of Reno, and we collect restaurant oil from the different restaurants in northern Nevada and northern California. We bring that back to the the plant. We run it through a um, it's a chemical process where it's changed into a different form. It actually burns cleaner in an engine than vegetable oil, and that product is called biodiesel and has to meet certain criteria specifications. So, I, I kind of just want to get past and have fun, but I think we should talk a little bit about the controversy a little bit, just to see how, now that you are here, has there been as much people freaking out or people like mellowed out or, you know, what's that been like now? Well, uh, th that's a great question. I, I've seen nothing but support for biodiesel. I think people are really supportive of it. They want to see a change from the status quo. The status quo is running, burning fossil fuels on the playa. The status quo in the default world is running fossil fuels. And this is actually a forum to introduce people to something new. Give them, an, as I mentioned before, give them an opportunity to see that you can run an event. You can run an event in, under extreme conditions running biodiesel. You know, it's, it's, it's a great showcase for us, and we've really gotten a lot of support from people. I think people like to see biodiesel. I know a lot of burners uh, run their cars on biodiesel, and they show up here, and, and they're kind of disappointed that there's not a local gas station where they can fill up. The nearest station where they can fill up is in Reno. So we haven't, we haven't seen the controversy. And we try to keep it low-key, you know, we try not to, yeah. not to, we, we, we promote it only in the sense that we like to collaborate and help Burning Man any way we can, so. When you say biodiesel is a, is a calling, can you talk about that a little bit? So, I started out out of school with a degree in engineering, and I worked for the oil industry for seven years. After seven years, I just decided that I couldn't do it. That, that back then, there was almost no such thing as, as biodiesel, or if it was, it was still a little fringe. But I decided back then that I, I wanted to get out of the oil industry and do something positive for the environment. So uh, I worked doing oil spill cleanups. Uh, I worked doing, uh, oh, a lot of different things. We cleaned up emissions from industrial plants, and I ended up, my path just took me to Nevada, of all places, and I ended up working with uh, Bentley. I think I hadn't been there a week, and the mission was we need to replace the fossil fuels in our business model. We need to replace it. We need to have an alternate uh, form of energy, and it needs to be something that we can grow on a farm. And while we use biodiesel from uh, recycled vegetable oil, you can also grow plants that produce oils. And really that's what we're hoping to do, to, to change the paradigm of taking fossil fuels out of the ground and using those fossil fuels and polluting the environment, change that paradigm to one where we put farmers to work, and not just farmers in America, farmers all over the world, and uh, every community can be drink. sustainable. Oh, drink. <laughs> drink the community. Nice. Get the wand. It's right here. It's right here. It's right there. It is a wand. <laughs> this is Everclear, right? <laughs> no, straight no. up water. Straight oh. water, straight water. It's too hot for alcohol right now. <laughs> I was looking at it, it's clear. I'm like, this has got to be pure alcohol. <laughs> It'll burn clear. <laughs> so, um, so anywhere in the world, people can sustain themselves by producing their own fuel. And that's the great equalizer. And it also fits real nicely with the, the Burning Man ethos, which is uh, self-reliance. 
and that's uh, that's kind of what we're about. We like to be self-reliant. We lo- we don't like to be reliant on the oil companies. How long have you been going to Burning Man? Well, actually, I was a virgin last year, so oh, last wow. year was my first year. Yeah, it's our third year. Yeah, we've been going for three years, basically because Chris has found his new home. This is the real world, not the fake world, as he puts it. So we're very happy to be here this year, and we're very excited to support Burning Man as much as we are this year and give them as much fuel as we have so far. So that's great. Yeah. What do you think of them? What happened yesterday? You want to talk about the Green Pavilion? Yeah. So just you know, for the background, we're we're doing this interview on Tuesday, and on Monday night during the lunar eclipse somebody climbed up into the man and and set him on fire and pretty much did a pretty good job of charring him he's still standing but very black and um there's all kinds of rumors running around about who it was why he did it is he being detained what is he being charged with and so it's definitely a very different vibe right now so to put the question back what 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 do you guys think about what happened last night it made my stomach hurt like just we saw it from the perimeter friends we're like oh my god the man's burning and we rode as fast as we could to get to the man and they were spraying hoses of water and people were laughing they're like yay let it burn let it burn we're like no no we're like if this were our event we'd die right now i mean it was just such a tragedy and my stomach hurt because of it and i just I felt so awful, and I'm like, you know, it ruins such a beautiful night of seeing the eclipse to have such a travesty happen to the most main icon we have here at the Man, at Burning Man. So it was a tragedy that we felt pretty deeply, and so we went to bed right after that. Just it was too much to handle. Kind of. There was a beautiful victory, though. I mean, it broke our hearts, our stomachs sank. But at the end of it, and the irony was I, a bunch of fire trucks trying to put out the man. That was pretty fun. For the first time in history, we've saved the man. We saved the man. They won the protest year after year. They won. But after it all, he stood. Yeah. He's still yeah. standing, and yeah. that was a really cool victory. And you know, the rumor is he's going to be rebuilt. Right. So yeah. that's you know that's one of the rumors I heard is that they're going to try to rebuild him within 72 hours. So I don't know. We'll wow. see if how what the confirmation is on that. But yeah. I so. hope they at least light him at night. I'll get lost otherwise. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's going to be like Sunday night all week. <laughs> exactly. At least there's street signs out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, cool. Is there anything you want to say about? biodiesel and how you're supporting the event that we haven't asked you no i just think it's a it's a great thing like i said the the most important thing is the impact that this has off playa i think people outside need to see that it is possible and we have choices we're not stuck with the status quo just because we've made bad choices in the past doesn't mean we can't change and pursue a, a better model that model being one that ensures our long-term survival on this planet, you know, doesn't trash the planet for future generations, you know. I have one more question. It seems like biodiesel is kind of a, it's a local thing. The, the ideal is that you fuel plants are grown nearby or you collect things nearby, and so it's kind of, the impact is somewhat localized. So do you feel like you're sort of a, a leader in your field or you're sort of on your own as far as making, you know, forging ahead and being doing what you're doing? Or do you feel like there are other companies that are similar in other places that are doing kind of the same thing? Like, or do you, you know, do you feel kind of on your own? A little bit of both. 
Alex Little and I actually don't live in Nevada. We live in San Francisco. Um, lived there most of my life, and we operate a different part of the family business, you could call it. We're not even going to go there. <clears throat> but biodiesel is something we're very proud of. And the one thing that really blows my mind is the number of people that not only recognize Bentley biofuels outside of Nevada or even California, but as being somewhat of an industry leader. I think because we test our biodiesel, it's to spec. And one of the reasons why a lot of companies are not allowing biodiesel in generators is not only it's as it's a new fuel, as, as uh, Obi-Wan pointed out, but not all biodiesel is built to spec. It's not manufactured properly and it can cause damage. So we, we create a quality product and I think we're getting recognition for that. Very nice. Setting the standard. <laughs> we try. I can add a little bit to that. I think uh, saying you're a leader at anything, that's, that's a big responsibility. I think the best way to lead is to lead by example. And we, uh, there certainly are other companies out there. There's, there's other companies uh, starting up all over the country trying to do local biodiesel, mm -hmm. sustainable biodiesel. That's the big thing right now because it is better than running petroleum, fossil-based fuels, but it can be done the wrong way. A lot of controversy right now, not just over commercialism on the playa, but over deforestation in the third world. Right. Uh, For planting, agricultural land and planting, you know, uh, away yeah, planting um, food out of people's mouths to make yeah, biodiesel. Yeah. Plant, planting monocrops. So there's a lot of controversy, and and there is. There is a, I won't say there's a right way to do it, but there's a better way to do it. So we try to lead by example, we try to do the right thing. So as I mentioned before, we had some equipment issues during this interview. So what follows is a small fragment of Obi-Wan and I talking more generally about the greening of the burn and the carbon footprint of the Burning Man event. To do with the event itself, it has to do with transport to and from the event. And that's really something that the Burning Man uh, organizers have no control over. Every, it's a personal choice how you get here. Yeah. Uh, but by far the most amount of carbon emissions, greenhouse gases, come from travel. Whether it's air travel or personal cars or RVs. We talked about One Love starting the kind of the, the biodiesel movement. Well, this year she worked with a gentleman out of San Francisco to run a bus out of Reno from the airport so people don't have to yeah, rent cars. I saw that. I saw that yeah. on all this, all, there's lots of posts and everything. Absolutely. So, you know, there's only one thing better than using biodiesel, and that's not using biodiesel, not using any fuel at all. Yeah. Using human power or getting 10 people in a vehicle instead of one person per vehicle. That's a tenth of the fuel that you'd need to move 10 people around. So, so you know, just because it's, uh, it's this green fuel doesn't mean we should use more of it. We should conserve it just like any any other precious resource that we have. Right, right. That's so. I, I camp with Alternative Energy Zone, and that's what our mayor Roger Jolly Roger says: is it's not the, the question is not how many solar panels do I need to power my camp, but how can I reduce my power needs to the absolute minimum, and then how many solar panels will I need? So right. it's it's more like the first the first step is reducing. You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit burncast.net. To contact us, call the Burncast hotline at 775-363-5861 or click on the MyChingo audio recorder at our website.
Music in today's show is entitled Nitro Dub by Ambient Excursions, which is available at magnitude.com. A very special thanks to Lector of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts. Thank you.